Hello and welcome to the Property Doctor podcast with me, your host, Dr. Andrew Threadgold. And uh, this is a new section called The Market Bites. So we'll be having a little light-hearted look at the market with some sound bites from friends and guests who've been interviewed by our roving reporter, along with the opinions of a couple of the show's characters who... Um, who I'm sure you'll get used to as the podcast develops over the years. Um, for now, though, let's have a little think about the macroeconomic picture at present and how that shapes the current market conditions. So it's been a, an interesting time over the past few years globally. The worldwide security and its economy has had a couple of significant extrinsic shocks with the COVID pandemic and the subsequent waves one after the other of that bloody virus. Um, But because of this, we've also seen exports and imports from many countries starting to become very expensive. So places like China in particular, they've massively increased the prices of their transport from their shores, deliveries to other countries from their Um, And that in itself has had a significant change on the price of materials for things like development. So everybody's noticed that building materials have shot up. And it's not just in the UK either. The the cost of materials has massively increased in all countries across the world. And then we have governments across the world that have been printing money by the skip load absolutely sack barrows full to try and keep their economies afloat. You've had furlough, bank bounce-back loans, grants, etc., etc. And a little thing I, I, I learned the other day, that 40% of all the dollars ever printed in America were printed in the last year or so. So that just shows how much... And America aren't any different to anywhere else. All governments, in fact, the International Monetary Fund advised all governments to keep printing money in order to keep economies afloat. So then you've got, add add into the mix, you've got the fragile costs of oil and gas and energy prices rising, cost of living increases, and then couple that with a a war that's broken out in Eastern Europe, which is, I mean, the Ukraine's known as the breadbasket of Europe because it supplies all the grain and stuff. So I wonder what, what effect that's going to have. We've got the uproar about where our energy comes from because Russia is a massive source of gas. So it means that energy prices is also a very turbulent time at the minute. So when COVID first hit, everybody the, the everybody thought that the house market was going to crash. And what happened is the reverse. People were still buying houses. Supply started drying up because everybody was locked down, but the demand was still there. So when there's a supply-demand mismatch, the result is a house price change. So if there's not enough supply and a lot of demand, house prices will rise. If there's a lot of supply and not enough demand, house prices fall. And in this case, with too much demand and not enough supply, the result was an increase in the price of houses. And then this was further kind of exacerbated, if you like, by money which was being poured into the economy. Record low interest rates as well. So people that had money didn't want the money in the bank because it's losing its value. So they moved it into assets such as property, fine wines, cars, art, things like that. So anything that watches, anything that you want to buy, that if you've got a bit of money and you've aspired to having a a particular car that might be secondhand, 
or like a Porsche, for example, a lot of 911s went up in, in price, or you want a nice watch, so one of them fancy Patek Philippe watches or a Rolex or something, whatever it is, they've all gone up in, in price does, across the board, and it's a lot of it is due to what we're talking about. And then if you think about the, the costs of materials rising, the, the transport prices rising, the cost of energy rising, all that leads on to inflation. So inflation is going up at a pretty rapid rate. The government's own figure is that about 6% or 6 to 7% is probably where it's at in terms of the rate of inflation. But I would reckon that's probably a little bit lower on the, uh, it's probably a bit on the shy side. I think the average man on the street will tell you it feels much more like inflation's running at about 10% because everything seems just so much more expensive these days. But I'll tell you a little secret here. The government, they're not bothered about inflation. In fact, they they quite like it. Just the same, you know, in much the same way as property investors like inflation because they've taken on so much debt over the past couple of years trying to keep the country going that they need that inflation to reduce the value of the money that they've borrowed. So, I mean, look at it this way. If inflation's 7% and you've got 100 grand savings in the bank, and assuming the interest rate is zero, which it pretty much is, it means that your 100 grand is losing £7,000 worth of its spending power or value every year because everything else, the, the price of everything else is inflating by 7%. So now you imagine you're the government and you haven't got 100 grand that you've borrowed, you've borrowed billions. So can you see what I'm getting at? And that's that's what property investors use as well. So when you've borrowed money on an interest-only mortgage on a house, you rely on inflation, reducing the actual spending power or the value of whatever your outstanding mortgage is because it's easier to pay off. So if you've got a 100 grand mortgage in 2010, and in 2020 inflation has made that 100 grand less valuable, it's easier to pay it off. And it inflates the debt away, and that's exactly what the government are trying to do. The other thing about inflation that the government quite likes is that if the price of goods rise, then so does the amount of VAT that the government receives into its burgeoning coffers so your timber or anything else that you want to buy it's more expensive to buy so therefore the the actual amount of vat whilst it might still be 20 percent the total amount of vat that the government receives is higher so that's another side effect of inflation that the government likes and essentially it's like a, a stealth tax that people can't see but it's it's hiding in plain sight so this brings me back onto the housing market And as pretty much everybody knows, unless you've been hiding under a rock, there's been a steady rise in pretty much all corners of the UK um, due to the things that we've mentioned previously. London in particular has had one of the smallest growths of capital appreciation in recent memory. Um, That makes a change. Uh, We've also had some of the warm, lovely waves of capital appreciation lapping against the shores of the northeast and it's been uh, it's been most welcome up here because we've not seen much in terms of capital appreciation for quite a while now and then um, another industry that i'm interested in is the serviced accommodation sector so the serviced accommodation sector has done very well recently due to people not being able to go abroad on holiday due to the covid restrictions so everybody's 
been going on staycations in the UK and going to places such as Northumberland or, you know, historic towns and cities or even coming to sunny Redcar. And that's um, that's done really well for the serviced accommodation market. But the flip side of that is that towns that rely heavily on foreign visitors have really struggled, again, such as places like London, because if you've hardly got anybody coming in on the flights from wherever in the world, you know, you're going to really struggle if you've got a bed and breakfast in Islington or something like that. And the, the figures from Airbnb kind of reflect that because I think service accommodation was down something like 80% in in towns like London over the over 2021 and 2020. However, places that have been the traditional British holiday destinations have flourished. Scarborough, York, Durham, Cornwall, all those places. So let's uh, let's see what some others think. Our roving reporter has been out interviewing people this week and um, let me hand over to them for a little while and see what people have got to say. First up, your friend of mine, Trish McGurr. Hey, it's uh, Trish McGurr here from Reposition Rescue, but also been an investor since 2003. Um, in my area, I, I invest in um, a few areas of the UK, um, in the Greater Manchester area, uh, in the Midlands, around the Redditch area, and up in the Wakefield area. I also got some property in Liverpool. Uh, basically speaking, between those areas, um, the, the property market definitely is pretty hot right now. Uh, but because I also come at this from repossessions, I'm certainly seeing um, a lot of folk who are wanting to move on sort of quickly and painlessly. So in my um, opinion, the market, yet yeah, is still hot, but I definitely see signs where people are not getting the overinflated prices that agents have been commanding or saying will be commanded. And I'm seeing properties coming back onto the market having been shown as sold previously. So I think that's pretty telling because in my experience, that usually means things are changing. Thanks very much, Trish. That's um, very insightful. I think an interesting follow on from that point is that there's roughly a million people on the verge of financial distress and repossession in the UK but because of the covid restrictions with the banks have been unable to pursue repossession proceedings against many people and with the cost of living increases and things like that those people may struggle quite a bit which is quite a sad state of affairs actually but um, we'll see as the year unfolds whether that does in fact have any relevance or any impact Next up, I caught up with my old buddy, Jeremy, at the Property Thing networking event in Darlington this week. Let's hear what Jeremy thinks. Off you go. Talk to me. I'm talking to you, Andrew. It's Insurance Jeremy here. You're asking my opinion on what I think. I'm talking to many people. I think we've got two years of the marketplace continuing to grow. And I think then we're going to find that it will it'll probably... Yeah, it'll harden. The market's going to harden. I think we're going to do it. I think we're in for um, potentially the property prices going down when COVID hit. But I think we've yeah we've got past that, and I think we're going to I think we're going to probably see two years. Then it'll actually it'll stave off. I think we're two what years. What area? Well, particularly Darlington, because Darlington for all the reasons with the government coming here. So I think that's it. But I think all round prices are going to keep on increasing. Thank you very much. Is that all right? That's Thank you very much, Doc. So that's an interesting thought from Jeremy, who's been uh, around property for quite a while. 
He's, uh, he's also the, the, probably the most helpful man in insurance. So if you ever need any insurance, just look out for insurance, Jeremy. And I think now it's, it's time to, um, to get a little opinion from our friends across the pond. Let's see what the property market has been like in the good old US of A. Hey, it's Papa Woody here um, with my wife, Wilma Digfit, and my daughter, Fonda Cox. She married in the Cox, that girl. She did well. Yeah, so the uh, U.S. property market at the moment's holding up okay. You know, stuff's going up a little bit. Some stuff's coming down a bit. We're thinking there's going to be some kind of recession plan in 26, but, you know, we're just borrowing so much fucking money, I just don't know what's going to happen. I really can't predict. But at the end of the day, I'm a millionaire, made my fortune, and rubber dildos, we're doing okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Papa. I'm, uh, I'm pleased to hear that things are going all right over there, and I'm very pleased to hear that Wilmer is is well. Pass my regards on. So let's move a little bit closer to home and see what the uh, the good folks of Darlington think about the market in their area. Hello, Doctor. This is Anthony Boyce of Darlington. Um, so in our area, it's a bit bonkers still. Uh, not enough stock things that come onto the market are getting snapped up very very quickly we've got a lot of southern money that i think is chasing the yield in our area you can still buy properties with a seven percent plus yield so people with just pots of money looking for any kind of return at the moment to keep up with inflation and just buying up everything a lot of the times it's over asking and if they need a refurb they're not bothered about the fact that they're going to be spending more than the market value of the price um, property in the end um in the area, we've had a lot of new industry coming in, so things like Amazon. We've got the government buildings, the Treasury, um, Foreign Office, things like that in the area. So there's there's still going to be a lot of people moving to this, this area. The market, it's silly. I've given up looking at houses, to be honest. There's just too many people chasing the easy projects, so I've had to get creative with things I'm looking at. Um, I mean, a good example is my neighbor's house went up for sale recently. Um, I think it sold it before the board went up and had had five offers over asking. I think it went for about 15 grand over asking. Uh, next year, I can only see it continuing, really. Um, there's not enough houses being built in the area. Uh, and obviously, with these businesses coming to the area, there's, there's going to be a lot of demand still. Um, the other issue I see is this nutrient neutrality problem that's just surfaced um if they're not able to build houses for all these people relocating to this area uh it's just going to push demand up for the ones that are available so i can only see it continuing cheers thank you anthony very nice to hear from you mate um much more sensible as well <laughs> so um i think next we'll hear what the the market is doing up in northumberland from uh, one of the show's regulars Lady Tuscally, um, she likes a grand entrance, so I will leave Mr. Million to uh, to introduce Lady Tuscally and her opinions. Lady Tuscally broke her gaze from her lover and wafted out onto centre stage of the Property Doctor podcast. A long flowing dress caught the imagination of all who saw her. It revealed a little too much thigh, according to Oliver. Lady Tasker began to speak. Well, coming from a background in buy-to-lets, I've done quite well over the last couple of years because we've had some nice capital increases, as everybody knows, because everybody coughs and splutters about having to buy 
more expensive houses, but, you know, in ten years' time, they'll look back and feel like they've stolen them. After having amassed a property portfolio of several buy-to-lets, I moved into the SA market and holiday lets in Northumberland. And in Northumberland, the property prices have been going absolutely mental lately. Now, that's not so bad for me, but it means that the houses I'm buying in the future are going to be more expensive. And I'd like them to be a bit cheaper, so I'm having to buy them. Like you wouldn't let a chicken live in and then turn them with me own two hands into beautiful little palaces, which is what I do. And what do I see in the future of the northeast property market? Well, previous to Brexit, we were due some capital increases and, and then it was about to happen and then COVID kicked in and we never got our capital increases. Now, as soon as COVID was over, the northeast started taking a a move in the right direction and it was good for us up here and as the south hasn't been coming up quite so much we've got southerners now coming up and buying our northeastern properties and uh, snapping up the deals and of course when when everyone's fearful nobody buys anything when everyone's up for it everyone tries to buy everything instead of just inch by inch life's a cinch i'm afraid that's not the way that it goes so I say the northeast property market has been the last bastion of where you can actually get a decent deal. Even though we feel as if the property market's gone up massively, to other areas that have already gone up over the last few years, it seems probably quite cheap. And so people, I think, will keep buying in the northeast. I mean, I'm from the Gateshead area, but, you know, I've got a lot of friends in the Darlington area as well. And in Darlington, you've got Rishi Sunak coming to town, and you've got all sorts of money getting spent across Darlington and northeast, over by the Tees Valley. All of this external investment coming in from abroad, masses and masses of activity in the, in the contractor markets and in the uh, industries and all sorts of stuff. So I think for the Northeast, even if we do get a bit of a recession in 2026 or something like that, what everybody's saying at the moment, I think the Northeast will probably stay quite steady. So I just think it's a great place to invest. Hail the Northeast. Thanks, Lady Tasker. What are your thoughts on the uh, the service accommodation market, though? The SA market and the holiday land market in particular, well, now that COVID restrictions have been lifted, everyone will be wanting to stuff off to New York for the holidays. But I do feel that the holiday market in the UK will remain steady away, and I think that uh, I think we'll do quite well out of it going forward. It seems to have been so busy this last couple of years uh, with the staycation and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I do feel that it's a popular place and we have beautiful summers over here. So I, I feel confident in the, uh, in the holiday let market going forward all across the country. And with great adulation from the crowd, Lady Haskell pivoted upon her heel, made her way over to exit stage left into the arms of Oliver. She looked him in the eye with a cheeky gaze and said, let's pop home and slip into something a little bit more comfortable and pop open it bottle of something cold thank you lady tasker very informative let's move a little bit further down on our travels now and check in at sunny saltburn by the sea hi my name is vicky johnson and i am a physiotherapist that has um, moved over into the property world so i guess you could say i am a property investor now I live in a little town called Saltburn along the northeast coast. 
And this is where I tend to um, do my investing. I guess you could kind of say it's along from Redcar up until towards Scarborough. So in terms of the property market, I think it's still pretty hot at the minute. Um, but I think that prices are still going to start to catch up nationally, which is why the Northeast is a great place to invest. Thank you, Vicky. Finally, we get some sense out of somebody. And as we continue our little roving move down the country, we'll stop off for our last guest of the afternoon at Sussex and see what the major is up to. <coughs> Dr. Threadgold, yes, um, Major Tomkinson. Um, yes, things in the property market at present uh, down in Sussex. It's been difficult. I uh, can't get anything to stack. I, I've, I've been in competition with self-builders over plots. I'd like to have built a house for me and the wife. Um, we've had trouble doing that because we're in competition with people who are prepared to pay way too much money for plots to build something for themselves. Um, what else? Yes, I've been trying to buy some commercial conversions and uh, it's been very, very difficult to make it stack. As you know, down here, we only get about 4% returns anyway and with property prices going up rents could only go up so far and um you know we just can't make things stuck on paper you know, we've been looking a little bit to the northeast uh, going up to the property thing we've been listening listening to the um property doctor podcast and it all seems very positive up there so we might have a little look up um and uh, see what we can pick up up there uh, we're going to have to check our northeastern phrase books because they come out with all sorts Sorts of jolly stuff up there, don't they? Yeah, they certainly do, Major. Out of interest, have you ever been up here? I do actually remember coming up to Darlington a few years ago and meeting a rather dishy young management agent called Ben Quaintrell from My Property Box. Oh, I mean, the wife said he was dishy, not me. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, so we might come up and uh, have a bit of a look about and see what we can get. Yes, I have heard of young Ben, but um, he he has a rival podcast. Maybe uh, maybe we should join forces and, and do a little episode together, Ben and I. That's uh, food for thought for another day. Right, I think we've heard quite enough of uh, people's opinions. It's time to close up and come up with my own opinions so that we can look back in another two or three months and see whether I really am Mystic Meg or whether I'm just the same as everybody else and nobody actually has a clue. So I think that the property market is likely to continue to rise. I think we've still got another two years of growth in us. I think lots of modelling of the property cycle in previous over the previous years shows that we may well just be at the start or just after the start of the um, the boom phase in the property market. So I think we've probably got another couple of years of growth, maybe not to the same extent, maybe not the same rate of growth that we've had over the past year or two, but certainly I think we've probably got another two years of sustained increases in house prices. And until we get to the point where the banks are becoming unwilling to lend or that the rent-to-income ratios start to, to look the wrong way, then I think this is, is a good environment for the rise in in-house prices. Something to bear in mind is that the, the banks are, are so keen to, to keep lending 
they're going to start doing things. In my opinion, they're going to start doing things like increasing the multiples of your salary that they'll lend to you. So at the minute, they might lend you four or five times your salary, but as house prices go up and people are unable to afford the new prices, the banks will then start to lend you six times your salary or five and a half times your salary. So watch out for that, because if that happens, then that is a sign that there is still some legs left in the market. Also at the moment, the um, the rent or mortgage payment to income ratio is certainly nowhere near the height of before the previous property corrections, such as in 2008 and nine, or even the ones before that. So until things start to become more unaffordable, um, there's still some life left in this property market yet. So there we go. So in a nutshell, I think we've got two more years of sustained albeit slightly slower growth than we've had at the minute and then we will probably get a correction as a couple of my guests have said there is a predicted crash in inverted commas in about 2026 which is still four years away so that's um that's telling in itself but um again i don't think anybody actually knows the future but we could all have an opinion on it and I welcome opinions, especially on this podcast. There we go, short but sweet, Market Bites, the first of many. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to reach out, check in, comment on our Instagram pages. I'd love to hear your comments and I'd love to, to read some out and and reply to some in future podcast episodes. Also, stay tuned for more podcasts and uh, you'll get to know more of these characters as we move on. Many thanks. Take care. See you next time, property people. The Property Doctor podcast is a vacant minds production with special thanks to Paul Millie and Anthony Boyce, Jeremy Jeremy, Chris McGurr and Vicky Johnson.